ain't shift work and we here to motivate keeping god first helping you to keep the faith uh, shift work this is what we doing bringing y'all together connecting with pastor susan dropping truth bombs uh, only speaking facts learning from the scripture all in the podcast shifting our thinking and we spreading the word all in his name you know that it's shift work let's go Okay, so last week we talked about investing. So how we invest our time, really stepping back and taking a look at where are where are we putting our valuable minutes, our valuable breaths, like our valuable knowledge, like the things that God has given us, our talents. Like where are we investing these things? And then I I we kind of discussed it a few minutes ago on group chat, but I want y'all to carry that forward and let that be like at the forefront of your mind every day. Really ask yourself when you, uh, whether you get involved in something, whether you join a group, whether you commit to something, um, especially those things that maybe sadly you get invited to and you're like, I guess I'll go. Please. If, I mean, there's always times that we need to be there to support people in, in whatever their endeavors are or their their birthdays or those sort of celebration type things. But don't overcommit. Really think about, is this investment of my time taken away from somewhere else that I can invest that's more important at that time on that day? So just keep that at the forefront. But going into this week, I, I chose a little bit different topic, and I thought it was really interesting. And I don't know why the, the Lord gave me this. So I know that it is for a very divine, divine, divine purpose and that somebody on here has got to hear this specific thing today because it is it's odd. It's just crazy. Okay. So today we are going to talk, talk about, well, I can't even talk, first of all. Let me just say that. So we already know that this is going to be good. Somebody's going to need it because I can't get it out of my mouth. Okay. So the topic for this week I'm going to sound like the little school teacher. Do I have, oh, I do have a school teacher on here. Miss Judy, I'm going to sound like a school teacher. The power of reading. And actually, I think Judy is a, a reading school teacher. She teaches kids how to read. So the power of reading. Okay, hold on. That's not very motivating. That's kind of boring, you might be thinking. Like, why are we talking about reading? How is it supposed to help me for the rest of my week? There's so much goodness in the power of reading. Maybe you're on here and you read a ton of novels. You're an avid reader. Maybe you just read um, the newspaper. You only read Facebook, whatever it is. There is so much power in reading. Sometimes if the book is not like I've never been a completely avid reader, but I can pick up a book that's so good that you just keep turning the pages, right? And then there's some times that I just pick up and three sentences in, I'm like, mm, I think I'll toss this to the side. But we have to think about, this call is all about shifting our perspective, okay? How and why is it important to read? It is all a part of self-improvement. No matter what you're reading, okay? Even if you are reading, I'm just going to throw it out there. You like those love novels, okay? A lot of people love those love-type novels, right? I forget what they're called. But even when you're reading those types of books, you are 
taking in certain skills that are beneficial to you that you don't even think about. Even if it's a trash novel, okay? Let me just put that out there. Even if it's a trash novel, and I ain't judging nobody today, okay? So how can we really motivate ourselves? How can we motivate others through the power of reading? So here is your scripture for this week. <clears throat> it is Romans 15, 4. <laughs> it says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Let me read it again. So this is Romans 15, 4. And this is Paul speaking to the Romans in his letter. Okay, this is a letter to the Romans. And he's reminding them that, look, all these things that were written are for you. They're for your benefit, for you to learn and for you to grow and for you to have a hope in the things that God has promised. Okay, this is what he's telling them. So I'm going to read it again. It says, Romans 15, 4, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. And something that I love about that scripture is, although that Paul is writing to the Romans in his letter, he doesn't tell them, hey, the things that are written here are for you to learn. Notice what he says there. It says, they're written, they're written for our learning. He included himself, because that is for all of us. And then it says that we, through patience, and comfort can have hope, not just them. So when we read that scripture, it just reminds us that the, the Lord gave us this instruction manual, right? That we, through learning and knowing the scriptures, will get patience. We will have comfort. We will trust in that hope. We will have more faith. We will know the promises of God, but we have to what with it? We have to read it, okay? It says written, so we have to see it. We have to read it. So reading God's word should be number one. We're going to start with that, with the power of reading. Reading God's word should be number one in order for us to learn, to get that patience, to get that, that comfort, to know that hope, we have to read. And I just love that, um, you know, m the more you read about the Bible, the more you learn, right? And Paul is actually one of my favorites because um, he's just so smart. He gives so much back to the people. He doesn't take all the... The, the knowledge and the things that he knows and keep them to himself. Have you ever known somebody like that, that they're super smart, but they don't want to share their secrets or they don't want to really take the time to teach somebody else how to do what they do because they do it so well. They want to keep that, you know, that, that winning spirit to themselves. Okay. Paul is the complete opposite like that. He says, no, 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 no. Let me tell you all the great things that God has done in my life. I want to share it with all of you. I want to teach you. I want to not only teach you, but these letters that he writes to the Romans, uh, to the Corinthians, all, all these different letters that he writes are him following up on what he has already gone and taught them. So in order for them not only to know God's word, they also have to what? They have to read his letters and his follow-up. So reading God's word should always be a number one. The daily reading of the word is a must for our edification. We have, it can't, y'all, it cannot be a Sunday activity. And if you're only opening up your Bible or reading your devotion or reading the scripture that's on the slide behind the pastor on Sundays, that is not edifying you. And I want to give you the actual um, definition of edification. 
Okay, it says it is the instruction or improvement of a person morally or intellectually. Okay, it is the instruction or improvement of a person morally or intellectually. How do we get morally correct? How do we get more intellectual when it comes to the Word of God? By reading it, right? Uh, we have to have more than just the devotion. I think the devotions on the Version app are amazing. Uh, since that app was launched and discovered and put out there, there are people all over the entire globe being able to read the Word of God. I will never discredit that ability. Just a few minutes ago, we were talking about the power of technology and being able to do calls like this and have people from all over join in. Okay, I will never discredit that. But there is something so precious and so valuable about opening up God's Word, a paper version of God's Word. There's just something about the turning of the pages, the feel of the quality of the pages, the smell of the Bible, all these things. The Bible will absolutely touch every single one of your senses. It is sensory overload, but there's something so precious about opening up the actual Bible and learning through it. So I want you to think about these questions. How are you reading the scriptures? Are you, are you just, it's really easy to go through a chapter and say, oh, well, I read that whole chapter. But what are you really taking in from that reading? Okay, so this call is about the power of reading, not the ability to read. Okay. Not how much you read, but the power of reading. So what are we taking in when we read these scriptures? Because it is a roadmap to our life. As we've been told, it is a manual. It is for learning. It is to, it was written for us to have a hope, right? So are you slowing down to take time in when you're reading the scripture? And when I say that, I'm the type of, I'm a dig girl. I'm a dig. Like, I want to know it all. If I don't understand a word, I'm looking up the definition. I'm looking up the synonym. I'm looking up the antonym. I like. I'm looking like. What does all this mean? Okay. What is the Greek? What is the Hebrew? What's the Aramaic? Like, I love to dig into God's word, and so hopefully I can help you today. Maybe uh, find a new way to reach into God's word with the power of learning. So slow down, take it in. If you have to reread a sentence five times and figure out how it applies to you, just like in our soap journals, right? How does it apply to you? Take the time, because it's not about how much you read. I love, let me be delicate when I say this. I love the fact that there is a one-year Bible plan, that there is, that people have goals to read the whole Bible. I think that's incredible. I think everybody should read through the Bible once, right? But there's something very important that you, you got to do. It, it is not just about, okay, I read that page next. I read that page next. I read that. that does absolutely nothing for you unless you dig in and you take in what the Word is trying to tell you. So slow down, take it in. Ask these questions when you are reading a chapter, a book, um, whatever, a story. Okay, here's the questions I want you to ask. Who? Where? When and why? We all know all those, right? Oh, who, where, when, why, what? Okay, we say that stuff all the time. But this is how you dig in and you really get the power of reading God's Word. 
because you are now digging into that scripture, that chapter, that story, that book, that letter, whatever it may be that you're reading, and you're finding out, okay, where did this take place? Was it in Jerusalem? Was it in Bethlehem? You know, where was it? Was it the Sea of Galilee? Like, it could be anywhere, right? And then I want you to challenge, when you find out where, let's, let's look at the power of reading, okay? Then I want you to get out the map, and I want you to find where that's at on the map. Like, you know, most Bibles, you know, um, I guess in the old school ones, they had all the maps, the color maps towards the back. Do y'all remember that? That shows you all the geography of where everything takes place in the Bible. It is right there at your fingertips. So let's get some more knowledge and let's dig in and let's really see where that is. Um, about, well, goodness, it's great. This in three years. In 2020, I led a Zoom small group, and I think some of y'all on this call were there. Um, it was called 30 Days to Understanding the Bible. Give me a little hand clap or a thumbs up if you were on that call. It was, 30, yes, 30 days to understanding the Bible. And we actually dug into the geography of where all these things took place. And it was, yes, yeah, Judy was on that one. I think Rhonda might have been on that one. Um, we really got educated on where these things were taking place. And you could really take a look at um, how far distances were when people traveled. I mean, it's incredible, the Word of God. But get in there and ask your, yourself where, Okay. So if you're studying one chapter, I don't care if it's even in Psalms, find out where was David at when he wrote that Psalm? Where was he at in his life? Like what was happening around that time? And then your next question, oh, I'm sorry, who? Who is either writing that? Who is it um, speaking of in that chapter or in that verse? Okay, is it a group of people? Is it a person directly? Who? Okay, so when? When is this happening? Was this? Um, Old Testament, New Testament. Was this before um, the slaves left Egypt? Was it after? Like, where where are we falling? Okay, and then ask why. Why was this happening? Okay, what was the purpose behind this? This this battle, this war. Was it? Um, <laughs> we in the chat yard, cute. Why was this happening in this time? Okay, so these are questions just right here that are going to give you more power in your learning of the word, because it is not about just flipping the pages, but it is taking it in and knowing and feeling and experiencing. And I told y'all before, I'm that person, I put myself into that story and I really kind of take a look at who's talking, what's happening, like, how would that person be feeling? How would I be feeling in that situation? Because they were all human as well, guys. They had the same emotions, the same stresses, the same angers and, and things like that that we do. Look, Carla's showing her book. There it is if you want to see it. It's called 30 Days to um, Understanding the Bible. And it is powerful, y'all. It is so good. Like, I'll, put the, I'll send you guys the link on the app. Thank you for that, Carla. Such a great book. Okay, so ask yourself those questions. What do the words mean? So many times we will read words and we don't understand that back when this particular word was written, it has an opposite meaning. This is a little deeper. This is a little deeper. You got to dig for this stuff. But the Bible was written in Hebrew and Aramaic, okay? Two completely different languages. So just think, some words that we have in English, there's a Spanish word for it, but guess what? It is something totally different. And we have to remember that because so many times in the English language, we take for what's written 
And what do we do? We decipher it on our own, what we think it means. But that's not right. You have to dig into the scriptures. You have to even read what's before that scripture and what's after that scripture and know the context of what was happening. Because so many times, guys, things are taken way out of context. You, do you know one of the most um, overused and wrongly used scriptures in the Bible is judge not lest you be judged? Because we want to say it like this, right? Hey, don't go around judging people because you're going to get judged yourself, right? That's the, I say it all the time. I'm not even going to tell y'all the who, where, why, what, and when, because that's going to be your challenge this week. Because I want you to look up that schedule. I'm not that scripture. I'm not even going to tell you where it's at. Go find it. But I want y'all to really look at the real purpose of that scripture and what it truly means, because it is one of the most misused scriptures there is. Okay, so we're going to dig into that. Is it Hebrew? Is it Aramaic? So uh, just a couple of examples. Do y'all know that the word tithe, I have heard people before say, um, you know what, I, I will give to the church as I get, you know, if I feel led, which the scripture tells you that, hey, give according to what you want, right? But the argument was, well, it never says I have to give a tenth. Well, if you really dig into the word tithe, it is the Hebrew, the meaning of the word tenth. In Hebrew, it means a tenth of what you have. So when you look at the Bible written, and when it was, it was written in Hebrew, and they use the word tithe, it means give the first 10%. Okay, so here's another one. We see the word enemy. We use it all the time, right? All the time, the enemy. We're referring to the devil, to Satan, the, the angry one that, you know, throws all the, the spikes in our life, right? But... It is actually the word Oyeba. Oyeba, I think it's how it's exactly pronounced. Oyeba, okay? But it is Aramaic, and it means the one who hates. So when it translates, you're actually referring to the one who hates us, the one who hates the Lord, the one who hates goodness, the one who hates right, righteousness, which really is enemy but we use the word enemy all the time. So know the history, know the books, know the context. But I don't want to just sit here and just push, you know, God's word on you. There's other ways that you can motivate yourself and motivate others around you through the power of reading. Here is some challenges for you this week, because it all involves reading. Think about that meal that you've always wanted to make. It looks so good. You've never had a recipe. Somebody makes it so good. Sit down, find that recipe, read a recipe book, and cook that meal. Because guess what? You are educating yourself. And you never know. You might, it might be like your new, like, this is what I do. You know, I make this cobbler. Okay, so um, how about this? How many of you have a place in your life that you have never been to before? That you are so, like, dead set on this is a place you're going to go. This is your dream place. This is, uh, it is, like, in my vision board, like, I want to go here. I don't care if it's somewhere in the Caribbean. I don't care if it's on the other side of the world, but you want to go there. But you ain't never done no research on it. You don't even know where it's located really on a map. Dig in. Do some reading. Read up on that place. What is the temperature like in the time of year that you could possibly go on vacation? What is there to do there? What kind of food do they like there? Like, 
What is the culture? Get a book on that particular place. I don't care if it's Italy, whatever it is. Get a book, a, a traveler's guide, and start reading it. Because if that is your goal and you definitely want to visit there one day, why not know as much as you possibly can and be educated on that place? You might start reading and go, eh, I don't want to go there. But you might find a whole other place that you're interested in. How about, here's a few other suggestions. Maybe you've always wanted to know a new language. Get a book on it. Maybe you want to know how to knit. Get a book on it. Maybe you want to know how to make smoothies or juice vegetables. Get a book on it. Anything. Just start reading because here's the ways it's going to improve your life. This is how it's going to motivate you better. It will help you improve your personal, meaning if it's a self-help book, it's how to deal with stress, whatever, deal with other people. It will help you financial. Hey, get some books from um, all these great people that tell you how to invest your money in better, right? Okay. Your health. Maybe you need a, an exercise book. Maybe you need a book on um, diabetic recipes, things like that. You know, that's something that I sell all the time in my business. How about your, your mental? Maybe you need to, uh, how to, allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life book, you know, whatever it is, and even in your professional, whatever your job is, take some time. Maybe it's the one-minute manager. Maybe it's the uh, any kind of self-leadership book. Take the time to take that in so that you can better lead your people. Reading reduces stress, okay? It forces you out of your comfort zone because why? Because we have to stop. We have to relax. We have to breathe at a normal, average pace. We have to focus on what the words are on the paper. It just slows you down. It helps your concentration. It even helps your creativity. How many times have you been reading something and then you're like, oh, that gives me a great idea. There you go. It just helps your creativity. And then it helps your knowledge. We should always, always be focusing on growing and learning and knowing new things and being part of conversations and jumping in and being able to help other people through the knowledge that we have, through the knowledge that we have. So here's your challenge. I want you to look up that scripture. Judge not, lest you be judged. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what y'all get out of that. Uh, challenge yourself to read everything that you can. Do y'all even read the labels like on your food? Did you know there are some crazy stuff? Like, I'm not even going to tell you, but I saw some stuff on a video the other day. I was like, that can't be true. Show enough, girls. I went to my pantry and I read that label. And I'm like, I need to start reading more labels because I probably wouldn't have been eating the stuff if I would have saw that. And it's just something that causes your body to do when you eat it. That's all as far I'm going to go on that one. Uh, So challenge yourself. Read more. You will learn more stuff. And I'm going to leave you with this quote. Are y'all ready? We're going back old school. And when I say old school, we're going way back, Judy. We're going way back because we're going to be leaders and readers this week. Readers are leaders. That was my quote but that's not the quote I'm about to read. Okay, here it is. This is by Dr. Seuss. Told you we were going way back. We're taking it back elementary. We're going to be reading more and challenging ourselves. The more that you read, the more things you will know. 
The more that you learn, the more places you'll go. Who could have said it better than Dr. Seuss? Challenge yourself this week, ladies. Challenge yourself. Read more. Learn. Grow. Internalize. Share. But for real, dig into God's word, y'all. Because when you challenge yourself to look at it in a whole new light and challenge yourself to dig in in ways that you never have before, you will be so much more enlightened. And going back to that scripture, it says these things were written aforetime, okay? They are written for our learning, that through patience and comfort, that we know our hope. So I'm going to leave y'all with that. I love you guys to pieces. And um, get reading this week. Can't wait to hear what y'all read next week. Bye, guys.